0: Hey, welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Future Brew Podcast on the SB Nation Podcast Network. My name is Vaughn Lozon, and joining me, as always, my co-host, John Simmons, Mason Brew Recruiting Contributor at com. John, how are you doing today, my friend?
1: I'm doing well. A little bit warmer outside, which is nice after the freezing cold temps we had this weekend, so...
0: Yeah, can you can you believe it? Today it's uh there was snow in my backyard and in my front yard, and now it's completely gone. It's uh pretty nice. I uh I will not take these warm days for granted because you know that uh it's Michigan. Well, or where you're at, John, it's New York. But in Michigan, uh these days do not last all that long, so hang on to them tight and as long as possible but today we are going to discuss uh some of the more recent additions to michigan's recruiting class we had one uh pop in at the 23 at the end of the 23 cycle so we'll talk about him we had uh no opportunity to talk about him last week just because of the other goings on of michigan football recruiting and we'll talk about a few of the recent additions in the 24 class too there's just been so much going on that we've kind of backlogged these commitments for uh, the last uh, week uh, week and a half two weeks something along those lines so let's just get right to it we'll start with uh, the 23 class like i said it's it's now officially over all the kids have put pen to paper and they are signed with their respective schools and the Wolverines were able to pick up one more commitment before all of that was said and done. So on national signing day last week, they picked up their final commitment of the class three-star defensive lineman, Cameron Brandt flipped his commitment from Stanford to Michigan, made it official last week. He took his official visit to Ann Arbor last month. He had been looking around potentially for another school following the resignation of Stanford head coach, David Shaw. So he kept things under wraps until national signing day announced that last Wednesday afternoon afternoon. So, John, this was, uh, I guess, when it's all said and done now with the 23 class, this was a whirlwind of a cycle for Michigan. Missed out on several top targets at multiple positions. Had some decommitments from highly regarded prospects. And they missed out on Nicholas Harbor on national signing day, the five-star athlete to South Carolina. Uh, but overall, I would say this is a solid class in Brant's edition Uh, To This class was a good way to end it. Their class is ranked number 19 overall, which is probably better than some fans may have thought it would end up being by the time this cycle had ended. So, John, I'll throw it to you for your thoughts on Cameron Brandt, his addition to the 23 class for Michigan and just this uh, 2023 uh, class as a whole for the Wolverines.
1: Yeah, I think the addition of Brant is a good one. Um, I think he can be pretty versatile along the defensive line. I know that the staff has talked to him as you know playing edge to to start, which is, uh, I think, kind of notable because he's listed as a defensive lineman and he's kind of bigger for that uh, position, what you'd think of it. But um, you know that Michigan likes to use those bigger edges, a la Mike Morris or someone like that. So I think that's the role they can see him in. And maybe if he bulks up, then he can move – you know, along the line, maybe like a Chris Jenkins type. So um it'll be interesting to see his development and how it goes. And uh as far as the class as a whole, I think it's kind of definitely just the high school recruiting sign. It's it's definitely a down class. There's a lot of high upside guys, more of a development class, I think has been the term that's used a lot um with a lot of prospects that have high ceilings, but it's gonna be a few years and um, a lot of good training to get them to reach those ceilings. But, um, when you take into account Michigan's, uh, transfer portal class, um, which has, you know, seven really good additions, uh, guys that, uh, plug in holes in their roster. Um, some older, some younger, you know, guys like Ernest Hosman only have played one year in college. So, uh, you know, he's basically a high school recruit. Uh, but I think put it all together, I think Michigan did a good job here and, uh, fixed a few holes that they need in their roster and going into the 23 season, you know, there's not too many complaints with, um, you know, spots where they need help at.
0: Yeah. I don't have too many complaints about this class either. I think what you hit on with the fact it's a developmental class, always think back to that 2018 class where so many guys were undervalued and underranked by the recruiting services and it ended up being the one that really turned Michigan's program around under Jim Harbaugh. Yet Ronnie Bell was the obvious one that comes to mind as like a very, very low ranked player. But then even a guy like Aiden Hutchinson, who wasn't a top 100 prospect coming out of high school, ended up being the number two overall pick in the NFL draft and had a monster senior season at Michigan. So many other guys that you could just go through that 2018 class. So perhaps this 2023 class will be similar in that, I do think there are a couple guys who could play right away. I think Jire Hill is an obvious one as a four-star cornerback. That's a huge need for Michigan right out the gate heading into the 2023 season. I think a guy like Cole Cabana could be a multi-purpose uh offensive player uh immediately as a true freshman, too, coming out of the backfield. Uh He could play running back, wide receiver. He could return kicks, return punts. He could kind of do a little bit of everything on the offensive side of things. So, certainly some other guys uh, on this list as well. I do like Samaj Morgan. Uh, he's number 497 uh, on the composite at the uh, wide receiver position. West Bloomfield kid. I think he is underranked. Uh, As far as his uh, recruiting ranking goes. So, yeah, I I think there are several guys in this class that will rise up and probably will outperform their ranking. And I think we had an article maybe a month or so ago about uh, guys who we think are going to outperform their ranks. I think there are a lot of guys in this 23 class that very well could uh, outdo their rankings and prove uh, the recruiting experts wrong at the end of the day. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's a decent class ranked 19 overall. It's that's higher than what that aforementioned 2018 class was. I think they were in the mid twenties. If I'm not mistaken, I'd have to go back and look, but I do think that there are some really nice pieces in this class. It was nice that they got Carmelo English on uh, the early signing day four-star wide receiver from the state of Alabama. You don't get kids down that far south uh in the state of Alabama very often. Um and, and guys like Evan Link, I think, uh are, are going to outperform their ranking too. He's a he's a lower four-star offensive tackle. So yeah, I, I think it's a good class. I think they've got a little bit to work with here. Um it, it certainly will take most of these guys probably a year or two before they see significant playing time, but I do like where this class is headed moving forward. And uh, certainly like I just mentioned with guys like Cabana and Jire Hill, I think there are a few guys in there that will be immediate contributors in uh, the 2023 season for the Wolverines. So yeah, and, and as far as Camer Brancos, I, I think you nailed it too, John, that he he's more of a versatile defensive lineman. He could line up on the edge. He could line up on the interior. I mean, he's 6'4", 260, so he definitely has some room to bulk up and grow and certainly could play a Chris Jenkins-esque role on the defensive line where you kind of just throw him anywhere and just see what happens. Jenkins took a huge leap forward this past season for Michigan, and he's coming back for another year. So you would imagine that he uh, might be able to take Cameron Brandt under his wing uh, as far as a, a mentor and a leader goes. So that would be really nice to see that, too. So that's uh, that's kind of the 2023 class. Um, you know, it, like I said, a solid class overall, nothing to really, really write home about. There's not, uh, you know, a ton of top 50 or even top 100 guys, The the highest ranked player. In the class is Eno Etta at number one twenty, uh, so there there is a, a lot to work with here. But uh, no like no superstar, no JJ McCarthy, nothing like that uh, as far as recruiting rankings go. But uh, an overall good class nonetheless. Now let's move over, John, uh, to the twenty four class, and because there have been a few additions to this recruiting class as well for the Mason blue over the last week and a half or so let's start with four-star defensive lineman Ted Hammond he committed all the way back on January 25th so it's been a few weeks here um, he's 6'5 258 he's from Cincinnati Ohio so another Ohio kid hopping on board the and blue train. He is ranked number 344 overall on the composite number 30 defensive lineman and the number 13 player from the state of Ohio in this class. He was offered back on January 13th, quickly made a visit to Ann Arbor and committed on the 25th. So it, it took 12 days for him to uh, make his commitment to the Wolverine. So it didn't really take a, a whole lot of time whatsoever. He holds other offers from Oklahoma, Kentucky, Louisville, Washington, Cincinnati, Iowa, several others as well. So, John, I'll throw it to you, my man. Um, Like I said, once again, Michigan dipping into the state of Ohio for a really solid commitment here. Hammond stock was really soaring when he was originally offered. He, I don't believe he held the composite grade when Mike Elston offered him. Now, at the very least, he is a four-star on the composite. And uh, I mean, let's be real. He'll probably see some more interest from other schools as well. Now that he, uh, his ranking is continuing to climb higher and higher. So a really good early pickup here for Michigan in the 24 class.
1: Yeah. He's another guy that I think Michigan was ahead of the scouting services on um, to get in early. And you know, when uh, the 24 seven other sites updated their 24 rankings um, following the February signing day Hammond got a nice bump and got up to the four star status. So I think Michigan picked up a good one here. He is kind of the same size as Brandt where maybe he could start out at edge and then slide inside once he develops more and adds more weight to his frame. But um, it's good to see Michigan dipping back into Ohio, getting another solid prospect um, from a really good uh, high school program in St. Xavier, who uh, produces a lot of talent. Uh, And, you know, Mich- uh, I think it's good to see Michigan get in there. Happy
0: price. Go to your happy price, price line. Oh, no kidding. I mean, you love to see this happen. And he he's the second kid from Ohio to commit to Michigan's 24 class. It's him and it's four-star offensive lineman Luke Hamilton from Avon, Ohio. And they're going after a ton of other kids from the state of Ohio in this 24 class. You got Bryce West. The five-star cornerback, who I'll briefly mention later on here, the uh, four-star running back Jordan Marshall is another guy. Uh, another guy that they're going after, Elias Rudolph at the edge position, another four-star guy. They had Aaron Scott also on campus, another uh, cornerback. He's a four-star, and then Brian Robinson. Now, those are the top five players in the state of Ohio in this twenty-four class. Michigan is, I would say, heavily involved in at least four of the five that I just mentioned. And you could throw in a few other guys uh, in the equation as well. Demary and Witten is an athlete from Cleveland, Ohio, who's visited Michigan recently. Ben Roebuck, a three-star offensive tackle, the Armstrong brothers who we talked about last week uh, along the offensive line at Lakewood. St. Edward, so many guys in this uh, 24 class just from the state of Ohio that Michigan could take. And it's really exciting to see uh, the walls kind of being lowered as far as recruiting goes for the Wolverines, because they really have struggled over the last half decade or so recruiting kids from the state of Ohio, because more often than not, they would just go to the uh, to the Ohio State Buckeyes just because that was the default for Ohio kids because it was a guaranteed win over Michigan and now it's not. It's not a guaranteed win anymore. It's a true rivalry and I think you're going to see Michigan win a couple more of these recruiting battles in the state of Ohio, especially in this 24 class and moving forward. It's it's really exciting to see all of this unfold and so many Ohio kids uh, it really in the picture For Michigan in this 24 class. John, uh, I guess correct me if I'm wrong, or if you have a differing opinion, but I could very well see Michigan uh, have more kids committed in this class from the state of Ohio than the state of Michigan in this 24 class when it's all said and done, I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on just the, the state of Ohio recruiting as of right now for Michigan. And, and I guess just my, I, I don't know if you want to call it a hot take or whatnot, but uh, a take nonetheless that Michigan could have more Ohio kids than in-state kids in this class.
1: Yeah, I could definitely see it. Uh, Michigan just picked up Jacob Oden from Harper woods, who I think we'll talk about a little bit later, but after that, you know, Michigan's really just Brady Prescorn. Um they Jeremiah Beasley kind of seems like a I'm not sure exactly where Michigan stands with uh him or not. I think there's kind of differing reports on that. Um but other than that, there's not too many other guys that I'd uh, say Michigan is pursuing uh very heavily and then you compare that to Ohio and you just went over all the different guys there that uh Michigan's been going after. So I think that even if they land a, a, a portion of those Ohio guys, there's going to end up being more of them than players from Michigan in this class.
0: Yeah, I guess the only other kid from Michigan that you you could bring up, I I, I guess, is Brandon Davis Swain, the four-star defensive lineman from West Bloomfield. They've had him on campus a couple times this past fall and not really sure where he sits on the board as far as defensive linemen go. I don't know if he's a, a a scheme fit for Michigan, but he's a good athlete and a good player from a school that you obviously have familiarity with and, and relationships with, with uh, Ron Bellamy and so many other West Bloomfield kids on campus now at Michigan. So at the very least uh, you got to consider him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I would not be shocked to see Ohio be, uh, very heavily featured in this 24 class for the Maize and blue. And like I said, I'm, I'm really excited about that. It's, it's a, it's a sight to see, John, because it, uh, has not really happened. And, and a lot of these high end recruitments have not really gone Michigan's way over the last few years. And it's really good to see this moving forward and, and, and the legitimate interest from Ohio kids in the Michigan Wolverines. So we'll talk about a few other guys that have committed recently uh, to the maize and blue. One of which you just mentioned, John Jacob Oden. We'll talk about him coming up next, but want to give a quick moment here to talk about manscaped our maize and brew podcast sponsor. And guys, if you haven't been listening to the pod over the last few weeks, it's finally here. Manscaped now sells beard products you heard me right beard products from manscaped it's unbelievable they are really revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new beard hedger pro kit from a beard trim to a fresh shave the technology behind the beard hedger pro kit allows you to shape your signature beard look and it all starts with the beard hedger which is a cordless trimmer with a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths all with one guard. You don't have to have messy drawers anymore that have extra add-ons with your trimmer. You just have it all in one. I used it for the first time last week, guys, and this thing is seriously awesome. Again, 20 different beard lengths in just one guard, and it's waterproof, so you can Do all of that shaving in the shower to avoid all the hair in the sink if you want to. So if you want to be one of the 5 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for all your grooming needs, use our promo code MNB20 and you'll get 20% off your order. Just go over to manscaped.com. Now let's talk about uh, a few more kids here. uh, Two more to be exact who have uh, recently committed to the Maze of Blue. And uh, I think this next one, John, which you alluded to in the last segment here, this is a really, really big commitment for Michigan. Could really help out with some other targets moving forward. We are talking about four-star defensive back Jacob Odin. He committed last Thursday to Michigan, chose them over other offers from Penn State, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Wisconsin, Michigan State, Tennessee, just to name a handful. He's 6'1", 188 pounds, From right here in the state of Michigan in Harper Woods, number 160 overall on the composite. He is the number 17 athlete and the number five player in the great state of Michigan. He is now the highest ranked player in the 2024 class for the Wolverines. So John, again, another pickup that should really help Michigan on the recruiting trail. Odin is really tight with Bryce West, who is a uh, composite five-star uh cornerback from Ohio, who I mentioned in the last segment. And uh he spent time with him on Bryce West's most recent unofficial visit to Ann Arbor, which was just a few weeks back. Odin is also a legacy recruit, highly talented player who can pretty much play anywhere in the secondary. So John, all in all, I think this is a really, really good addition to Michigan's class. Curious to get your take on Jacob Odin, his commitment and what he
1: brings to the table. This is definitely a big commitment. It's kind of, It's the kind of commitment that Michigan needs to get early. You know, he's a local guy, um, a legacy, as you mentioned. Um, he's been to Michigan's campus like a thousand times before he'd committed. You know, this is just the type of prospect that Michigan needs to wrap up early and get in the class, and I'm glad that they, they did that because sometimes they, they have problems closing on these guys and then they end up going somewhere else. So I think this is a uh, – adds to a great start to Michigan's 24 class, getting that local guy that can help recruit um, guys from the area. And, uh, you know, like people like Bryce West, like you mentioned, um, I like that he's versatile. He can play either corner or safety. I think they're talking about him as a safety. So um, that's good to get that defensive backfield uh, depth going there too, um, especially after taking, you know, a few projects at that position in the 23 class, getting a, a solid guy there. Uh, is definitely helpful. So hopefully they can uh, keep the train rolling and, uh, you know, use this momentum to secure some more commitments soon.
0: You certainly hope so. And I think you hit on a good point that, you know, the defensive backfield, it's going to be a really important part of Michigan's 24 class here. They they got a few really good pieces in the 23 class, Jire Hill, obviously, at cornerback and Cam Calhoun. He's a solid corner as well. But no real standout safeties in, in that class, in my opinion. And, and you're going to need uh, one or two in this 24 class. And I, I think that Jacob Oden certainly could fit the billing for one of the safety positions uh, that Michigan will need to fill out in the 24 class. So to get a really solid, versatile defensive back, uh, especially from the state of Michigan, it's always good to uh, recruit in the state of Michigan and kids that want to play at U of M and, uh, especially one that is a legacy recruit, like Jacob Odin is a really good pickup and hopefully he can, uh, uh, bring Bryce West with him to Michigan. Cause that would be uh, a really good addition to Michigan's class two uh, at the cornerback position. So yeah, all in all, I mean, I, I don't have any complaints about this, uh, commitment whatsoever. He, uh, he, he he locked it in early, and uh, you assume that he will stay locked in with the Wolverines. He's visited Ann Arbor multiple times and is very familiar with Ann Arbor, Michigan, Jim Harbaugh, all of it. So uh, I, I definitely anticipate him being a huge ambassador for the maize and blue in this 24 class and help recruit his uh, future teammates to Ann Arbor. So yeah, really good pickup. I I have uh, nothing but good things to say about this one and about Jacob Odin in general. A really good, really good addition. So let's uh, let's wrap up the podcast today, John, with uh, the most recent commitment, which came just a couple days ago, and this was a really unique, really interesting really bizarre recruitment that kind of came out of nowhere. And I'm, I'm really curious to hear what you have to say about this one, John, we're talking about uh unranked linebacker from the state of Pennsylvania, Zach Ludwig. He's not ranked on the composite. I don't think he's ranked whatsoever. I'd have to check some of the other recruiting service websites, but I, I always go by the 24 seven composite and a uh, 24 rankings. He's not ranked on either of those. And Michigan, as far as I've been able to see, is his only uh, publicly declared offer. And uh, he went public with his commitment in an article with uh, Steve Wiltfong over at 24-7 Sports earlier this week. But the weird thing is that he has been committed to Michigan since November, and uh, he even had an Instagram post about it. He told Wiltfong that his Instagram following isn't the greatest. He doesn't have the most followers. On Instagram, so hardly anyone saw it. But uh, when this story was published, uh, Michigan recruiting uh, experts like EJ Holland, Steve Lorenz, they were puzzled by the commitment. They reported that not everybody inside Schembechler Hall really knew about this commitment. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, to keep a long story short, I suppose, Jim Harbaugh is the one who personally extended the offer to him and took his commitment when Ludwig wanted. To commit, Harbaugh personally offered prospects before, uh, and has done this uh, over you know however many years he's now been with Michigan, eight or so. Uh, So he's done it in the past, but it certainly does not happen very often. Nor does it happen every recruiting cycle. Uh, Ludwig is also apparently uh, related to Michigan strength and conditioning coach Ben Herbert so that may have helped him land uh his scholarship offer from Jim Harbaugh and the Wolverines too so John man take me through your thoughts for this recruitment this commitment this was a really odd situation to see kind of uh boiled down and and to see all of the reports come out live I was uh I was kind of glued to my computer just seeing information trickle through and to see if this was a uh, a legitimate recruitment, a legitimate commitment or not. At the end of the day, everything is legitimate. He is a scholarship offer, and he will be a part of Michigan's 2024 class. So uh, what do you have to say about this uh, bizarre recruiting saga?
1: Yeah, this one was really weird to follow. Um, I was kinda grateful for it because then we kind we learned some more stuff about how Harbaugh operates sometimes, you know, like he'll just accept commitments sometimes without t- telling anyone on the staff. And then, you know, Steve Lorenz from twenty four seven, you know, said he's done it before with guys like Ben Mason and Kurt Taylor and Chase Lasseter. So he doesn't have a very high hit rate on these types of guys. So maybe you should just trust his staff and the recruiting personnel guys a little bit more, but um, it's definitely interesting. You know, s- seems like there, there used to be a lot of these weird cases where you weren't really sure what they were taking him as. You know, I remember Gage Garcia was a big fight over if he was in the class or not because guys didn't want his low rating, you know, dragging down their, the average stars and stuff like that. Um, you know, taking Shay Patterson's brother, Nick Patterson for a while. Um, you know, so it's just weird situations that seem to come up sometimes with how Harbaugh runs it. So this just seems to be the latest one. Um, you know, when the stuff with him being related to Ben Herbert came out, kind of make me think maybe they're, you know, allowing him to be in Michigan's class to get him some more exposure and offers, kind of like what they did with Nick Patterson, um, or they end up taking him. Um, you know, the guys that harbaugh's offered by himself most of them ended up sticking so we'll we'll see which one it is and uh, how it goes it's just going to be weird having that guy in the class because you know watching the film he doesn't really seem like a michigan quality player and he's not ranked by anyone so uh yeah definitely a weird one
0: it's such an odd situation man and yeah, yeah i i think you you make a uh Interesting observation. Interesting point. That yeah, Harbaugh's hit rate with these kids that he just goes out and offers it isn't necessarily high. I, I think the one that he did really hit on, I want to say Ronnie Bell was a Harbaugh offer uh, from from the get go at that recruitment too. So it was nice that uh, he he at least got one good player out of it. If that is the case, I, I'm fairly certain Ronnie Bell was one where where he offered himself as well so yeah the the kurt taylors of the world i guess ben mason ended up being a, a a pretty good fullback at michigan but definitely a position that isn't valued as as much as others especially in this day and age of football um yeah perhaps he should uh let the scouts and and some of the <laughs> the other assistant coaches uh, uh do all of that stuff and uh you know, he, he'd just be the head coach. I, I, by no means do I want to say stay in your lane or anything, but, uh, yeah, the hit, hit, hit rate's not good with, uh, with Harbaugh personally offering guys. It's, uh, it, and it is very interesting and, and, and kind of cool to get like a behind the scenes look as far as, uh, you know, the man behind the curtain, uh, if, if you want to consider it that with, with the way that Harbaugh runs things and operates with recruiting and, and, and just things in general. I just find it very, very interesting and and unique to to learn and discover these things when when they do happen because you don't really get a good behind the scenes look at U of M in the football program all that often so when this stuff does happen um, it's really cool to uh, to see it unfold and and kind of just get a glimpse at at what goes on uh, with the process and everything when when it does happen and and you know hopefully we can learn a little bit more about Zach Ludwig and and him as a recruit soon. But uh, like you said, I, it just doesn't seem like he's, you know, and I don't want to bash the kid by any means. I don't know him personally. I've never seen him play football uh, in person, but just doesn't seem like a, uh, you know, a game changing recruit or anything like that. So we'll uh, <laughs> there's a lot to learn from this uh, recruitment and commitment. And uh, we'll certainly bring you all the latest on Mason and brew on the podcast, all that good stuff. When uh, more information is made available. So John, any other final thoughts on uh, on him or or any of these recruits that we talked about today? Uh, you know, lots of good commitments coming down the pike, and it uh, could be could be some more coming here soon, is what it sounds like. So, any other final thoughts from you, Johnny Boy?
1: Not really. Get Jaden Davis on board and really have a leader for the class.
0: That'd be nice. <laughs> having having a five star kid commit, that's it's always nice, especially at the quarterback position. And, uh, you know, with, with everything set in stone now with, uh, uh, the quarterback coach, uh, hopefully things start to unfold at, uh, the quarterback position soon and quickly in this 24 class. So like you said, they can have a leader and really go after some of the top talent at the, uh, skill positions in the, in the class here. So everybody, thank you so much for listening. Always appreciate uh, the listenership. You can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. Follow John on Twitter, at Simmons underscore John. Uh, Give Mason Brew a follow on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all that good stuff. And five-star reviews are always greatly appreciated as are subscriptions to the Mason Brew Podcast Network. For John Simmons, I'm Vaughn Lozon. We'll come back next week with another edition of Future Brew.